But you know what I've been hearing? You know how I feel, Daria. You're gloomy. I knew I could talk to you, Daria. You're always miserable. Tragedy hits the school and everyone thinks of me. The popular guy died and now I'm popular because I'm the misery chick. But I'm not miserable. I'm just not like them. You're listening to the Lawndale Lowdown, but we're thinking of changing the name. The Lawndale Lowdown. This is my Hello and welcome to episode 14 of the Lawndale Lowdown. I'm Ogden Ork, joined as always by Princess Pasta. Hello. Hello. And, oh boy, it's um, some technical issues that, I, that we've had in the past that I hope would have been fit, I would have been able to sort out. I still haven't been able to sort out. I thought, hey, if I once I've found a way to get my old monitor to work with my new graphics card, Hey, maybe that would sort the sound problems. Nope, hasn't done, hasn't changed a bit of it. You know, technology. Clearly the headset that I've changed. But, you know, the point is, it will sound normal to you as you listen to this. Or, you know, as normal as it can be. And so, only two and a half years, or however long it's been since we started this, started season one, we are now reaching the end of it. Let it never be said that we rush things here at the Lawndale Lowdown. We we take our time with these things. We take our time to craft a decent podcast for all of you. <laughs> no, but you know, at least we are... We've been pretty good about sticking to the one-a-month schedule since we said we were going to try and do that, so, you know. Yeah, we're doing pretty pretty good. Whether that sticks going forward, we'll have to wait and see. But, um, should we dive right in? Let's do that. Let's play a thing. Does that mean we're on TV? I almost played completely the wrong clip for that section. I was going, going ahead. Oh, it's Exed World already. We've really jumped ahead. Now let's talk about the episode. Episode's first. just flown by. <laughs> well, it's been great, but um, final episode of season one: The Misery Chick, obnoxious Lawndale High football hero Tommy Sherman, in town to attend a ceremony naming a goalpost after him, is killed in a freak accident. While the rest of the student body grieves, Daria becomes annoyed at being treated as the Misery Chick. We're about to delve into arguably what is the most, well, I don't think there's much debate, the most certainly serious-toned episode of this season. Yes. Like, well, we literally just said somebody dies in it. So we find out now, where do we start? Oh, we start with the, um, it's school photos. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They've had their school photos taken, and um, they're looking at Quinn's photos and how she's posing in front of, you know, which, which you know, they, they don't look like typical, her, her photos, at least... From my neck of the woods, don't look like typical school photos at all. Oh wait, doesn't she get like a she gets like a fancy background? Yeah, it's got like a waterfall or something in the background. What you saying? I I wanted to go for this. Should I have gone for this one? Or she was saying, do you like? I don't know. She was choosing between backgrounds anyway. She would, but she decided on the one she was given, and then and she's actually doing. But the funny thing is, she's actually doing a pose. It's not like it's just a facial thing. She's actually doing, you know, like trying to look like a model or something. Maybe that's the way high schools were in America back then. I don't know. <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> I've never had a picture like that. <laughs> and then we get one that I, at least from where I, I am from, seems more like a regular school photo, which is Dari's photo, where she just stood in front of a grey background, basically. Yeah, just like a regular... Which she describes as something like Black Cloud over Chernobyl or something like that. I don't know. Yeah, because Quinn's like going on about how great hers is. <laughs> you wouldn't have thought I only watched this episode a couple of hours ago, but there you go. But yeah, then there's the discussion about Daria not smiling in photos, you know, and Daria just comes up with 
you know, I don't like to smile unless I have a reason. And Helen talks about, you know, people judge you judge you on um, your appearance, and Dari's like, yes, and I believe there's something wrong with that, and I'm, yeah, and I'm dedicated to changing to it. <laughs> and we get to school, we get to the school, and Kevin's getting excited because um, Tommy Sherman, an old um, quarterback from back in the day, is coming is coming back to the school because he's having a, they're having a new goalpost installed, which is being basically named in his honour. Yes. And Kevin's making a big deal about how he brought the um, state championship back to Lawndale High. You know, Max like telling him that that all this here, you know, too much hero worship isn't good, and all this sort of stuff. Yeah, he's like, it's not healthy. <laughs> he mentions that Jody's um, writing a speech for it, and he's asking if she, you know, wants uh, some pointers. And Max like, oh, I'll ask her when there aren't any sharp objects about. Yeah, and Kevin's just like, okay. <laughs> so now I'm trying to, I'm trying to remember the order of events. And now again, it's well after that. uh... That's when it cuts to uh, Daria and Jane talking about... Because Daria's like, what's the deal with this Tommy Sherman guy? Oh, yeah, and, and Jane's explaining the whole thing about how he, he liked to wave to the crowd and he kept smacking... And he wasn't concentrating and kept smacking headfirst into the goalposts and tells the story of how he was knocked out and I think it was six days before the finals, the championship game, he mo- and then he miraculously made a recovery and scored the winning touchdown. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And they've said, and they mentioned he he split his helmet, and they said they're naming it after um, they're naming it after him because um, it's new it's a new collapsible goalpost that, that you know if you had if you run into it the goalpost will break rather than you, and Jody comes in, and clearly annoyed at having to do a speech, and Darian and Jane are absolutely no help. She literally wants she wants their advice. Well, she wants Daria's advice specifically. Yeah, because she's like, I can't get past this, like, beginning of this. She literally writes an intro and she's just like, any ideas? And then Daria being Daria is like just saying, um, you know, um, this is a reminder that studying is no substitute for winning. Yeah, it's something like that. Learning is no substitute for winning. And Jane's just like, and it's not how hard you study, it's how hard you play football. And she just says it in this way that just, I don't know, just cracks me up. Yeah, and then Jody just gets mad at them. And Jody's like, oh, you know, do you think I want to do this? And Daryl's like, why are you doing it? And she's saying, I'm a member of student council, and one of, you know, one of my jobs is to write this speech. And she's going like, you know, well, at least I can feel really good about doing it. And Mac just walks up and says, hey, and she just, just says to him, leave me alone, and just walks off. And he's just all confused. And I just love Daryl's response to chicks. And Jane's just like, yeah, chicks. <laughs> like, clearly, that's, yes, that's what's happening. <sighs> so anyway, we've got um, Tommy Sherman himself turns up and he's talking to Brittany. And quite early on, we learn that he is really, well, he's not nice in the slightest. In fact, he's quite a, horrible, he's quite a terrible person, to be honest. Yeah, find out he's like a complete creep. <laughs> he's like basically trying to chat her up saying, you know, oh, I've got a hotel room or something and I'll get some champagne and I'm thinking... Right, he's creepy and like she's like sixteen at the time. Or exactly. I'm thinking like, this makes right. it even worse. I think he should know better. He's in a high school, surely. Well, I mean, clearly he hasn't like grown up since then. <laughs> I mean, he walks. It's just the way he walks around the place, you know, looking like, "Hey, I'm Mister Big." So he basically, he basically, he makes her storm off. To which Dari sort of, you see Dari just noticing and looking angry, and then he bumps into Mac and Kevin next, who. Mm-hmm. Kevin's all excited and um, Max like not happy at all, and he's basically being put down by by Tommy really, and like he's saying, you know, just yeah, he's like insulting Kevin and like insulting <laughs> Kevin and just 
Kevin being Kevin isn't really properly getting it. While Mac is just looking at him, mentioning, oh, that was it, because um, Kevin meant, gives his full, uh, Mac's full name to Tommy, which is Michael Jordan McKenzie. Yeah, it's like the first time we hear that. <laughs> he's like, and he's just going, you're kidding, right? And he mentions, he says, it was Michael James McKenzie, but then my dad went to a Chicago Bulls game and changed it. Yeah, and then he's like laughing at him about that. <laughs> yeah. He, he's next, it's next running is actually with Daria and Jane because he's leaning against Daria's locker. Basically, he's insulting them before they've even said anything. He like says to Jane, he's saying, I've talked to you maybe four hours into a kegger. Yeah, and I'm like, wow. <laughs> Jane just goes, maybe if, after I vomit on your shoes. Yeah. <laughs> Daria's like, I don't want to talk to you. And, and he's like, you said, excuse me. And she said, you're on my locker. And he just goes up to her and says, he's, he's doing this, don't you know who I am sort of thing. And Daria just goes on this thing saying, Basically, I've basically seen you be a jerk to everyone you've interacted with. So, congrats! Just like congratulations, you're the football player guy. A funny thing, and he just he just basically goes on about how he he's you know made a lot of people happy, and he's going to go out and look. This is where I think the misery he coins the the misery chick phrase. Says you're one of those misery chicks. Yeah, it's like you just mope around about everything. Yeah, and he just goes into this big rant at her and goes out, and then Diary saying, oh, you know. The fact that he doesn't like me doesn't annoy me. It's the fact that people like him are going to be treated like a hero for the rest of their lives. And, and Jane's like, oh, maybe he won't live that long. Yeah, and then Dari's just like, you know, wishes don't come true. true. And then immediately <laughs> you hear this crash and you find out eventually that they hear this loud crash from outside and everyone runs out and you hear Kevin screaming that, that uh, the goalpost, the, the box with the goalpost has fallen on Tommy and killed him. Yeah, it's just like, he's dead. He's screaming like, he's dead. Which Dari and Jane will have this look of, oh crap, on their faces, like. And then, so they have the, like, I don't even know what you'd call it, but they have the, basically the kind of assembly service the next, I, I don't know whether it's, oh, it's the same day, I suppose. I mean, I would guess it's the next day, because... Yeah, it'd probably be the next day, actually, because they wouldn't be able to set all that up immediately, would they? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I'm guessing it's the next day. And Miss Lee's giving this whole speech while Kevin's crying the whole way through. She's just, like, screaming. <laughs> And Dari is looking at, sat there listening to it, like, what is she, who is she even talking about? Because she points out this doesn't sound like Tommy Sherman at all. It's like, you know, this man who bring who brings joy to people and, you know, tackled everything head on. And, you know, when you hit that goal, you keep running or something like that. Yeah, she's like, you keep running. <sighs> you know, Dari is like kind of rolling her eyes and Jane's looking, well, as we'll learn from what she says later on, she's looking kind of feeling a bit, feeling kind of guilty, basically. About making yeah. a joke about him dying. So afterwards, he's, she's saying to Jane outside, she's saying, no, the person Miss Lee described doesn't sound anything like Tommy. Yeah, like she's hyping him up and he's like... Keeps and Jane's just like, yeah, I think I'm going to go for a... I'm going to walk alone, basically. She's gonna, I'm going to go for a run. And so she just, she just leaves and then everyone starts talking to Diary like Kevin's first. Yeah, and he's just like, you know how to deal with this. He talks about how he's not dealing with it and... And what does Dari say? She said, maybe it hit too close to, to home. And basically, Kevin thinks that she's suggesting that because he died on the pitch, that th th the, 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 they're going to be cursed and they're going to lose. And he, say, and he says, oh, you know, I didn't think you believed in all that mumbo gumbo. Oh, yeah, because she's like, I guess it really hits close to home. And he's like, oh, you're talking about, <laughs> like, the goal. And she says, you know, gee, I hope your opinion doesn't of me doesn't get any lower. And he's going, and he just laughs and goes well how, how much lower can it get yeah that part always kills me <laughs> and then of course you've got Brittany who approaches him and she's like she didn't like him she feels like she should feel 
worse because he's dead than she does. Yeah, because like she's upset that he died, but like she's not that upset because she didn't like him. She says something, and there's a clip of it. I can't remember her exact words, but she she says this like thing that just Dara just looks at her for a second and goes, "Yes, that's exactly what I'm saying." Oh, she says, "Um, so you're saying, uh, that feeling bad about not feeling worse is good." <laughs> And she's just like, yes, that's exactly what I'm saying. <laughs> At which point, when when Brittany leaves, he start, she just starts writing. She just says, it's something like, feeling bad, not feeling worse, good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> On a piece of paper, to which point, Mr. O'Neill turns up and thinks she's writing a poem about, um, about Tommy. Yeah, he's like, oh, you're writing about Tommy Sherman. She's just like, no. <laughs> yeah, you probably think about the dark side of life all the time. And Dari's like, what? Oh, he she ends up phoning... Um, she ends up on the phone to Jane later. Yeah, when she goes home. Still going on about how, you know, all these people are, you know, all these people are acting like they lost a friend, even though he was a complete jerk to everyone. And Jane's just like, yup, but Jane's just basically right, you're really not getting it, are you? Yeah, because she's like, gee, Dario, like, nothing ever gets past you. And again, the guy died. And then she said, do you want to move for pizza? And Jane's like, I'm going running. Afterwards, and she's just going, it's going to be a long run, because Jane doesn't really feel like talking to her, obviously. Mm-hmm. At which point Quinn comes in now, because she wants to talk about him, and Dara's like, great. Because she, she knocks on the door, and um, saying, do you need her, and she's saying, do you need help filling out your photo application? It's Q U. She's spelling out her name. Yeah, and she's just like, I want to talk to you about the dead guy. <laughs> At some point, I, think, I assume, after that, Dara decides you know, she's going to go and um, try and talk to Jane. Mm-hmm. And she ends up, Trent's at the door, and he's saying, she went running, and then they basically... He starts talking about how Trent was at school the same time as Tommy was, and saying how, you know, we didn't see him that much, he didn't go to classes. Dara's like, not, li- not like you, and, and, and Trent just, just, just laughs and just says, I might have missed a couple of classes now that you mention it. <laughs> and he just says, you know, freak accident, and to which point she says, she, she said to him, Do you, would you say it really makes you think? And he just goes, no. Yeah, and she's like, thanks for that. Yeah, and he's like, what? Because he doesn't, he obviously doesn't get it because he doesn't know that she's had that phrase said to her so many times that everyone keeps saying it really makes you think and for her to say it to him and he just says no but then Trent's like hey you know actually Janie did go out a long time ago she might she might have been back and I've just not heard her clearly it's evident from what he's saying saying I'll call up and she goes and he goes "Uh, no sometimes she's listening to to music and she won't hear you best just go upstairs so he ends up talking to she ends up talking to Jane says are you avoiding me and Jane just looks at her and goes not anymore yeah because she clearly was and she talks to, to her basically saying, you know, you don't care. And you say, what, you're saying, what does it matter to you? So you say, you don't care that he died. And, you know, Dara's like, she's like, you know, how, basically, how can you say that? And saying, well, you know, you're just acting like, uh, you know, it's just another stupid day. Yeah, and she's like, no, like, I'm not acting like that. And she's going, well, you ever saying you're talking to everyone. She goes, no, everyone's talking to me. And they all say the same thing, you know, how, you know, you think about all this stuff all the time and this sort of thing. She, she gives this long thing saying, you know, basically... You know, tra- there's tr- there's a tragedy, and everyone thinks of me, and then uh, mm-hmm. the whole thing. You know, the popular guy dies, and I'm popular be- because I'm the misery chick. But I'm not miserable. I'm just not like them. To which point, Jane explains. You know, actually, just says to her like it. it some, I, I can't remember whether that happens first. No, no, this happens afterwards. Jane says, Jane just says it really makes you think, and Dara's just like, yeah, great, thanks. Yeah, because she's like trying to be serious for once. <laughs> They're not upset that Tommy died. They're upset that they're going to die one day. And Jane's like, that's pretty reasonable. Yeah. Which is true. And then she kind of says, like, um, it's like they know you think because you don't smile. And now they're, they're not smiling because they're having to think. 
Yeah, and, like, and they want to like know, and much. they basically want to know how she copes with thinking all the time, so that mm-hmm. they can go back to being, you know, what what she said, so they can go back to their normal vegetable state. Yeah. And then Daria's just sat there like, okay, so why haven't you been talking to me? And Jane's like, because I've been trying not to think. She's saying, you know, I don't like. She's she was like saying that she doesn't like joking about a guy dying and then it actually happening. I mean, yeah, it makes sense. And then she comes up, but you know, but Jane being Jane, she can't be serious for that long because we're going. You know, I don't want that kind. I don't like have want, want that kind of responsibility. At least not until I'm in middle management. Yeah. <laughs> and basically, they talk that through. And what what did she said? Something like um, asking if Trent knew she was here, and she's like, and and she's going like, yeah, I told I told him to tell anyone who called that I was out running, but surprisingly, he forgot. And they were just like, no, he didn't, because it's like clearly he thought somebody needs to talk to her. Yeah. That's another example of Trent, I suppose. In Contrast, you know, trying to be helpful, like, you know, sort of, clearly, I guess he's thinking clearly something's bothering Jane, so clearly somebody needs to talk to her about it. Yeah, and you can probably tell, like, obviously the same thing's bothering Daria, because she comes over there, so. Well, that fact is clearly trying to cover, he's trying to, he's, but the way, the way he talks to Daria, though, and on it, he's just trying to make sure they actually do talk, because he, when she's going to shout, it's a weird thing, it's weird to me, I guess it was just written this way so he could do it, but when she says, Oh, I'll shout upstairs. I'm thinking, would she just, if she's going in the house, would she just not go up? Yeah, I was like, why would she shout upstairs? Like, kind of odd. I'm guessing that was just so Trent could go, uh, no, actually, uh, sometimes she has music on. You better just go up there. Yeah, like she can't hear you, yeah. Probably just to expand on the point that Trent, with them both there, Trent's trying to get them both to talk to each other about about it, basically. Yeah. I think that's all that was, really, because it seemed a bit of an odd thing for her to just start just walking and said, I'll shout up the stairs, and Trent's like, uh, no, actually, I'm thinking. Isn't the whole point of her going inside, yeah, like, to go up there? <sighs> so they talk out, and at some point, um, at some point, Quinn mentions how they're going to get a new goalpost. The fashion club are going to organise to get a new goalpost to try and sort of take, make something positive out, positive out of something negative. You know, saying it was Daria's idea, saying she's really good with all this death stuff and all. Oh, that was actually before. <laughs> yeah, that was before, yeah. I was, I was I have trouble remembering the order of things, because, again, I said I literally watched this episode a couple of hours before we recorded, but I was kind of listening for stuff to clip out of it, so... No, I only remember because that's why, like, that's why Daria ends up going to Jane's, because she gets mad, because her mom's like... Oh, yeah, because she's Helen's like, oh, like yeah. you know, how are, you, how are you feeling about it? And she's just like, I'm great. <laughs> so anyway, having done all that, we have them back at the school, I think, later, and um, Sandy's like, you know, I need some advice, and Daria's like, okay, due to inflation, I now charge for my services. Yeah, she's like, ten bucks. And saying, you know, what was it? Oh, a cat fluffy had... Um, got into her makeup yeah. and, she was, and she was sick did she just stand there for a while and goes well and she just goes find another way to feel then you won't be sad and sandy's just like that's it that's all i get for 10 bucks and she's getting angry and Dara's like see it's working already and she thinks about yeah. it and then just goes and she just she just has this look on her face and just goes thanks and walks off you just took 10 dollars off her for a poor you just made 10 dollars off her for a suffering and Dara's like, that was wrong. And Jane's like, next time, 20. Yeah. <laughs> and so that's how it ends up. So, you know, a, a light note to end. Um, well, it's quite a serious episode, as we've discussed. I mean, as you pointed out, actually noticed early before we started recording this. Pretty much, well, not even pretty much. Every last, the last episode of every season has, like, a very serious theme running through it. Yeah, like, just... After watching this and kind of like looking through the episodes, I realized like every end of the season is usually pretty, it's a pretty serious episode and it's usually always about like 
Daria, like her character, I think it's usually about kind of exploring her, which I guess makes sense. At the end of a season, you would do that. Yes. So anyway, that will the misery chick, and that is yeah, it's a, it's a really good episode, an interesting sort of let's say a bit of something dealing with something a bit more serious, and as I say, it's it, it's kind of um pretty much there to give sort of more depth to Daria as a character, I suppose. That seems to be the main. Yeah. Thing I think in the beginning, like the earlier episodes, it's kind of like she just she just seems to be like she does seem to be like miserable for no reason. Like she's kind of just like <laughs> everything is annoying to her. But then you kind of realize like no, it's not necessarily the case. Yeah, like she's not unhappy. She's just before that as well. There was the, I just I just realized as well there was the little um, class bit as well. With oh, with O'Neill. You know, better to have loved and lost. And Dari's kind of explains it. Says, "What was he talking about, Br- Brittany?" And Brittany just goes, "Love." And just yeah, goes, she's anybody right. else, Dari. <laughs> you know, was it Tennyson? He said he realised that if there's something that makes you feel really good, there has to be a really bad side thing as well. Mm-hmm. Like you know, to lose a love and all this sort of stuff. And he, and she says, "Oh, nobody called Tennyson." You know, which is obviously kind of a little bit of a barb at some people. And people didn't call, think Tennyson was a big unhappiness freak because he realised that. Yeah, and then. Uh... When O'Neill's like, do you think he was a big unhappiness freak? And she's just like, no, he was a realist. That's kind of, that kind of wraps that up. So yeah, so I just thought I'd throw that in at the end. And nothing if not professional and organised on this show. Well, hey, it makes sense. That's kind of the point we were making about Daria. <laughs> so, yeah, so I think this is yeah one of the best episodes of the season. I don't know what my favourite is, but you know. I mean, it's my favourite episode. <laughs> That'll be interesting. So that wraps up... Um, that episode, and indeed, the first season. Hooray! <laughs> we got there, eventually. It only took us a couple of years, but we've we've done season one. Well, we're not completely done, because sound clips. I've got a few clips for you. Who wants to hear some clips? Anybody? Yeah. Oh, me, yes. <laughs> why, why not? Um, so here's some... Um, sometimes I'll title something, and then I'll think, what was what exactly was being said? And this one, this one I've just titled Expression. Daria, just once, why can't you smile when somebody takes your picture? I don't like to smile unless I have a reason. Daria, people judge you by your expression. Yes, and I believe there is something intrinsically wrong with that system. I have dedicated myself to changing it. Pretty much. She makes a good point, I suppose. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I love how the hell it's just, like, people judge you based on your expression. And I'm like, she's always making the same expression. <laughs> she'll be used to this by now. No, she's 16 years old. You, you think she'd realise that. Um, so we have um, Kevin and Mac talking about Tommy Sherman and Jody's speech. Tommy Sherman brought it home, bro. The state championship. And now he's coming back to Lawndale. I know all about it. Jody's giving the speech about the new goalpost, remember? Oh, yeah. Does she need any help with ideas for that? Like... From a quarterback's point of view. Gee, I'll ask her when there aren't any sharp objects around. Cool. Ah, uh, Mac, he knows what he's doing. <laughs> yeah, Kevin. Oh my god. Kevin goodness. really doesn't. Oh, the fact when he's when he's when he's getting excited, he's actually he's actually um, hitting the football against his head. Yeah, I'm just like, all right. Um, speaking of Jody's speech, she goes to Daria for help, which, as we've already discussed, ends very well. Good afternoon, students, faculty, and distinguished alumni of Lawndale High. As a representative of your student council, any ideas? It is my privilege today to once again send the message that learning is no substitute for winning. And that it's not how hard you study, it's how hard you play football. (laughs) Oh, Shane. (laughs) 
It's just a really big expression on her face when she says that as well. It's just like, it's how you play, how hard you play football. And obviously there's, I didn't clip it, but there's a whole bit afterwards where she's going, I think I like doing this and all this sort of stuff. And I have to kiss the butt of some jock. Yeah, I mean, Jody really has like the worst job in this episode. So we have um, Tommy Sherman's interaction with, well, first his interaction with Brittany to some extent. Didn't you hear what I said? My boyfriend is your biggest fan? What are you telling me? He wants to watch? I don't know. <clears throat> all right, all right, he can watch. Hey, where are you going? Did someone flash the bimbo signal? God, he's so awful. He is, ter- he is terrible. <laughs> like, when I was re-watching this, I was just like, ugh. <laughs> that was clearly intent- the intention, though, to make clearly to make him just this guy who really, really is full of himself, basically. <laughs> yeah. So here's um, Mac's name. I'm Kevin Thompson. This is Michael Jordan McKenzie. We call him Mac. Michael Jordan McKenzie? You're kidding, right? It was Michael James McKenzie. My dad went to a Bulls playoff game when I was 12, and then he changed it. That's sick, man. I love the, the way he just, the way he just sort of up. He goes, he, he went to a Chicago Bulls game, and then he changed it. <laughs> he just slows down. I mean, that has to suck. <laughs> And more interaction with um, Tommy Sherman, or is it? Oh, hang on. I don't know what this is, actually, but let's play it anyway. Do you know who I am? Tommy Sherman? I know the whole school is turning itself inside out because of some egotistical football player. And I've seen you insult or proposition just about everyone you've come across. So my guess is that you're the football player guy. Congratulations, you must have worked very hard to become such a colossal jerk so quickly. I'm just like, you're the football player guy. <laughs> yeah, like, congratulations. <laughs> I've just called this one Tommy's dead, so... I don't think he likes you. That doesn't bother me. What bothers me is that that jerk is going to be treated like a hero for the rest of his life. Well, maybe he won't live that long. Come on, you know wishes don't come true. Foreshadowing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's like perfect timing. So the, um... Kind of ceremony or, well, whatever you want to call it. The assembly, I guess. Ms. Lee trying to talk about Tommy Sherman. And when you reach that goal, you keep running until you reach the goal post. You hit that goal post hard. That's what this young man did. And that is the legacy he has left to you, to me, to Lawndale High. Someone get him out of here so we can all sing one sweet day. <laughs> <laughs> this is Miss Lee's reaction. It's just great. I know. Can we please get him out of here? <laughs> when he starts wailing. Like, can somebody please get him out of here? <laughs> she's saying it to the entire hall as well, which is great. On the subject of Kevin, he's um, talking to Daria after the fact. You're saying he got hit on the head out there on the football field. The team's home. And now it's going to be cursed or something and we're going to lose all our games. Uh, I'm a little surprised, Aria. That makes two of us. I didn't figure you to believe in all that mumbo-gumbo. I don't know why that God. <laughs> Kevin, just, Kevin. Just, just, just like, I'm surprised, Aria. And just like, that makes two of us. <laughs> yeah, because he just completely misses the point. We've got, um, well, a couple of clips from... Um, chat with Brittany. This is the first one. Why did that jerk make me hate him? Now he's dead and I feel bad, but I don't feel that bad, so I feel terrible. It really makes you think. 
I mean, you're used to being all gloomy and depressed and thinking about bad stuff. Why does everyone keep saying that? I just love Dara just going, why does everyone keep saying that? Yeah, she's like, you're used to being depressed. <laughs> so here's sort of um, Brittany realising, or at least <laughs> Brittany cheering up anyway. So you're saying that feeling bad about not feeling worse is good? Yes. Yes, that's exactly what I'm saying. Thanks, Daria! Feeling bad, not feeling worse, good. I did love the fact she writes that down. <laughs> just gets a pad out and starts writing. I know, it's just like, I have to save that one. I have a clip called The Dead Guy. It could literally be anything on this episode. It could be quite a several things on this episode. I think this is where Quinn pops in. Monaco's mopiest millionaires today on... Come in. Daria! Wow, your room still looks like this? Need help filling out your picture order form? It's Q-U-I-N-N. Can I talk to you about the dead guy? I just love the dead guy. I know. That's just a typical Quinn sort of thing, just to call him the dead guy. Oh, Quinn literally walking in going, your room still looks like this. I know, like, I can't believe she's surprised. <laughs> I think you'd know if it had been changed. So it's Daria, we've got Daria talking to Trent, Nick. We had a couple classes together. I mean, we didn't see him much. You know, he didn't show up too often. Not like you, huh? <laughs> I guess I might have missed a few classes now that you mention it. Weird though. Freak accident. Would you say it really makes you think? No. Thank you for that, Trent. Huh? That, huh? Yeah, because clearly he has no idea what. what yeah, he's like, I happened. don't know what you're talking about. That is still one of my favorite things, though. Would you say it really makes you think? No. <laughs> I mean, he's honest about it. Yeah. So here's him, um, Trent mentioning that um, Jane might not be able to. Hera. Anyway, why don't you check her room? She might be there. I'll yell up the stairs. No, uh, sometimes she's got some music on and she can't hear you if you yell. Why don't you just head on up? Ah, Trent. that he's clearly covering himself. Uh, no. <laughs> yeah, he's like, sometimes she can't hear you. <laughs> That's pretty great. Um, and now we have sort of the, cl the, the, the classic bit from this episode, which is pretty much... I think any time I've ever watched any watched anything that talks about Daria in the past, this this always comes up, so here it is anyway. But you know what I've been hearing? You know how I feel, Daria. You're gloomy. I knew I could talk to you, Daria. You're always miserable. Tragedy hits the school and everyone thinks of me. The popular guy died and now I'm popular because I'm the misery chick. But I'm not miserable. I'm just not like them. If any phrase could sum some diary up in the first season, that's pretty much it. Yeah. I feel I feel like that, that line pops up in practically every retrospective of Daria I've ever seen, to be honest. Well, it is a pretty important, like, moment, I think. Yeah. Daria ex basically explaining how she works exactly and how people don't get it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, Daria and Jane's conversation continues for a bit. So then why have you been avoiding me? Because I've been trying not to think about the way we were making jokes about him dying and then boom, it happened. We didn't have anything to do with the guy dying. It was a freak accident. Yeah, well, I don't like it when I say people should die and then they do. I don't want that kind of responsibility. At least not until I've got a job in middle management. 
Just can't help herself, can she? No, it's like she has to make a joke at least once. But even in that sort of situation, she still has to crack at least one little line to sort of soften things a little bit. So now we have just a little couple of bits from the um, very end bit with Sandy. What is the animal's name? Uh, Fluffy. I see. Fluffy. So, like, what's your advice? Find some other way to feel. Then you won't feel sad. Good luck. That's what I get for $10? Are you kidding? See? It's working already. Thanks. I love how she, like, she's like, I see, fluffy. And I love how she's just quiet for, like, five minutes. (laughs) It's just the way she just very sort of almost robotically says, what is the animal's name? Yeah, she just, like, stands there. As if that means means anything. Right. It's just the way she just waits until she says, so what? (laughs) Find another way to feel. Then you won't feel sad anymore. Good luck. Yeah, like, there you go. I say this literally the very last bit of the very last bit with um, talking about charging her. You just made ten bucks off that poor girl's suffering. Yeah, that was wrong. Really? Next time, twenty. <laughs> it's like perfectly them. <laughs> it's like, yeah, you made ten bucks off that girl's suffering. Yeah, that was wrong. Really? And just Jane going, really? That'll do for that episode. That's um, probably half the episode. I think yeah. slightly, well, was it slightly less clips than normal? No, I don't even think there were, really. No, I think it was probably, like, just as many. Just not not too many, like, really short ones. There's a lot there's a lot going on in that episode, I think. There's a lot, sort of, more that, I've said this for previous episodes, but I think there's more than anything. It's hard to just clip a line out without putting the context in with it. I know, it's, like, so many things. <laughs> but there's not as many, um, kind of, like, just one-liners, if you will. Yeah, it's, like, a whole conversation. There's a lot of conversation going on, so that's that. Um, right, so I think we've said before that once we um, did all the episodes, we were probably going to do, like, a an episode where we just kind of have a quick sort of summary of the season, maybe. Might still do that. Yeah, I think so. We won't do it now, but... <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Bonus episode. Bonus episode, <sighs> yeah. Extra episode. We, we, we thought we were going to charge 10 bucks for it, but um, we've decided to charge 20. <laughs> you know, we'll talk about sort of, um, probably rank a couple of favourite episodes, and you know, if you're listening, if people listening to this, you know, if you want to um, let us know what your favourite is and what you like about it, then, you know, you know, get in touch with us via the usual methods, be it Twitter, Facebook, email. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll, pro- I'll, I'll reiterate this at the end anyway, just quick, just quickly, but... Um, before we do that, let's um, let's do a little bit of our old favourite. Next on Six Ed World. This was kind of I, I was frantically searching for stuff because apparently uh, my usual sources for this sort of stuff fail me. <laughs> it's oh like, no! Oh, this same this same oh this story this was here six months ago. I don't want to talk about this now. I found something that's probably relatively not as weird as stuff we've talked about in the past, but this. Is it, I, I looked at this more as a fact that there, I have questions about this. So. Oh yes, lots of questions. <laughs> so the headline, this one is taken from um, a website that I just happened to stumble across at the last minute, uh, upi.com. Never heard of it before. <laughs> Neither have I. <laughs> anyway, uh, man arrested for driving with two stolen lampposts on car. As you do. And th- there's actually a photo on the website I said there'll be a link. It's on upi.com and there'll be a link in the show notes. And looking at this photo, you'd think... There's an actual picture of it that the police put up, and they're like, how 
How does this Oh yeah, you work? have to see the picture. <laughs> because literally you've got these these lampposts that are like strapped to the top of the car and they're about three times the length. It's a small car. I, I don't know. I, it looks like a very small car. Yeah, and the lampposts are about three times the length of it. And they're lying on top and there are, they must be a good I don't know how many. 20 feet in front of it probably. <laughs> Minimum. Yeah. See the photo anyway. But anyway. A Dutch man was arrested after police spotted him driving with a pair of stolen lampposts on top of his car. Lelystad police shared a photo of a small hatchback vehicle carrying the two long concrete poles on the side of a brick road. They've got to be heavy. How are they not damaging yeah, the top of that say. car? I'm not going to lie. Part of me looks at this and wonders whether it's um, whether it's even a real story, to be honest. I mean, it looks like a real picture. <laughs> it looks like a real picture, but I'm, I'm just thinking, no, but surely nobody's been driving around like that. I mean, it's, I don't know how it works over there. <laughs> I read a story about... Um, I was going to say, stranger things have happened in real life anyway, so why not this? Where were we? Police pulled over the driver, driving from... and I'm saying these names knowing these are Dutch names and I could very well be getting them wrong, but we'll see. I don't know if we have any listeners in the Netherlands, but anyway. Police pulled over the driver, travelling from Lelystad to Almira, and found he was guilty on several violations, including improperly transporting the likely stolen lamppost. She's just stolen. Do you think so? I know. I'm like, uh. I, I, I know the guy just thought, oh, I've not got my, I've not got my wagon. We really need to get these lampposts over. I'll just strap them to the top of my hatchback. It'll be fine. No problems. Look how they're like in. How would you properly transport? Like what? Especially when you've got a hatchback. Probably using a different vehicle, I'd imagine. Anyway, we start with the traffic violations. That the cargo should not be transported in this way must be clear. Hmm. Yes. In addition, the car was not insured, and and the APK expired for more than three months. Expired for more than three months, police said. Love how they're like the car was also not insured. Like I think that's the lesser of the problems that we have. It gets better though. Police also found that the driver appeared to be under the influence of alcohol, but he refused to comply to a breathalyzer test. Oh, of course. So the just the layers of this story. There's just more upon more. It is expected that justice will demand the highest possible penalty for driving under the influence of alcohol because the defendant did not cooperate with the investigation, police said. Upon investigating the origin of the lampposts, police determined they were likely stolen from Almira and that the driver was guilty of other offences such as fueling the vehicle without paying. Which is just... That's, that just makes me wonder, like, can you imagine this car pulling up to a gas station <laughs> with two stolen lampposts? Everything, everything about this is just just makes no sense. It doesn't, but that's why I'm like, I feel like it has to be true. (laughs) Probably. The driver was ultimately taken into custody and the vehicle was confiscated by police. Jeez. There is a comment actually on this article. I'm just going to pull up a bigger thing, but um, which actually brings up a good point. A comment says, obviously not concrete, aluminium poles. And I'm looking at it and thinking, yeah, they're not. I was going to say, yeah, there's no way you can. Yeah, they're they're not concrete. No, they're they're not. Take two concrete lampos. I think something got something got lost. I'm, I'm literally, you know, if I click on the picture, I get a much bigger image. I'm like, yeah, that's deaf. That is not. They're not made out of concrete at all. Well, they did translate this, so I mean. Yeah, it was a translation, so it probably, I was gonna say it got it translated from Dutch, so something might have got lost in the translation. But I mean, it's just looking at the photo, thinking, no, they're made of metal. They're not made of concrete. Yeah, like that couldn't. Like have I been. said, if they were made, I mean, I, I mean, I think I said earlier, didn't I? I? Said if they were made of concrete, surely they'd be damaging the car. Well, first of all, how would you even get them? <laughs> Out of the ground. I was going to say, I have, I have questions about this. I have many, many questions about this whole thing. <sighs> but this now, we're not... I guess now is not the time. 
If you know anyone in your area who has transported weird things on a car, please don't get in touch with us. <laughs> oh no, please do. <laughs> please do, yeah. I'd love to read about it. <laughs> we're doing a special bonus episode where we're talking about things on cars. <laughs> so yes, anyway, that is a Dutch man arrested for driving with stolen lampposts. That was weird. Yeah, definitely, definitely a weird one. To be honest, I, when I picked up this story, I really only read the headline and saw the picture, but having actually now read the story, I'm like, oh, goodness me, this gets even... <laughs> It just gets cut. It just gets stranger as it goes. <laughs> he the was best drunk. stories do. He was drunk. He stole fuel. He didn't have insurance, and he was stealing yeah. lampposts apparently because you know. Got to add. Got to add something on top of the rest of it. So that will um, that will do that anyway. Again, link in the show notes and all that. And um, with that, this episode of the Lawndale Lowdown, I think it's time to draw it to an end. Really. Yes, I think that's a that's a good note to. <laughs> To end it on. Yeah, so uh, thank you all for listening and commenting and what have you. Again, as I said, next time we're not going to move straight onto season two. Next uh, next episode, we're going to do a bit of um, a little bit of a look back on season one, what we liked, what we didn't like. Yeah, probably. I guess we could do like our top five episodes or something. Yeah, see how much we agree. And again, you know, if you want to listening to this, um, we want to hear what your favourites are, what you liked. I mean, we. We have had some difference of opinion with regards to our opinion on um, the teachings of Don Jake. <laughs> Which, I mean, it's, it happens. You know, there are, there, I, know, I know for a fact that there are episodes that... There's the odd episode that I like that's not generally popular, but we'll probably get to them in future. We'll get to them in future, hopefully. Yeah, and I mean, there are plenty of episodes that, like, that I like that you don't like or that you like that I don't like, so... <sighs> I think... I'm going to say, I think, I think so far we've... I, I, I could be wrong, but I think so far we've mostly had similar... We've pretty much had similar opinions so far. Yeah, on the first season, yeah. Yeah, I think once we get into the seasons where things get get different, we'll see. But um, So, yeah, if you want to let us know what you like, what your favourite episodes of the season were, you know, we, I don't know. Probably on Facebook or email are probably the best way. We're at Lawndale Lowdown on Facebook and on Twitter as well. Mm-hmm. The email is lawndalelowdown at gmail.com. The website is thelawndalelowdown.com. And um, I think that's all for the contact. Um, voice work done, I almost forgot this, voice work by Rob Marrera. You can, he does acting and all sorts. Uh, you can find more about him at robmarrera.com, R-O-M-O-R-E-I-R-A. Making sure I get that right. I think that's it, unless you have anything else you want to add or should we leave it there? No, no, I think that's, uh, I think that's pretty good. That'll do, that'll do. Until next time, it's goodbye from Princess Faster. Bye. And it's goodbye from me. Goodbye.